Hi, welcome to Space Bros, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary, and with me is the cutest member of my coven, Kate. What's up with you, girl? Hey, girl, hey. Happy, Not much. Happy to be here. Happy mother flipping Halloween. Hell yeah. Oh, I am so excited. Feeling it, going apple picking, making cozy, cozy snacks, watching creepy movies. It's the best. Oh my god, I cannot wait to watch Evil Dead 2. Uh, because that is my favorite Halloween tradition. Oh, and carved pumpkins. You know, all the pumpkins. best things. And Mary, what are flannel? Yes. No, I've already, I already got my flannel on right now. Oh, but yeah. I've got no. my most fall orange and like green flannel that makes me feel like I belong in a forest or on Halloween. One or the other. Perfect. It's kind of both. So it's thematically appropriate. Uh, Mary, what are you gonna what are you gonna do for Halloween? What are you well, gonna dress up as? Well, I have three Halloween costumes in the chamber currently mm. for different events. Number one, I have my work event, which we have all agreed uh, at work that we're all gonna dress in Canadian tuxedos for Halloween. Um, so it's going to be twenty people dressed head to toe in denim. So pants, shirt, jacket, shoes, hat, whatever. Whatever. We're all doing Canadian tuxedos. We have to choose something that is path of least resistance. We want to do a group costume. We have to pick something that's the path of least resistance. This is the path that we have chosen for ourselves. I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. I'm kind of thinking for that, I want to almost do like a, a nod to Britney Spears' J. Tim's and like get a, like Very a cool. denim ball gown. <laughs> we'll see that about sounds else. amazing. We'll see if I can pull it off. Um, then... Uh, oh, so then I then I need um, a costume to wear to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. And I think that for that, um, we're going to do another group costume and we're all going to be different kinds of LaCroix. So I recently... Oh, cute. Yeah. So I recently purchased one of those, like, it cuts out fabric and shapes machines, you know? It's like a surcut. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to cut out. That's for the lettering. And then we'll just like paint shirts with like the design. And then I'm going to oh make. Oh, my God. Stop it. You're going to have to show me the actual yeah. machine you're working with because like I'm that excited. is exactly the stuff that I get really excited about. It's, it's like great so maker equipment. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's the sh- the surcut maker that I'll send you the link. Ooh, I got a cheap one cool. off eBay. Very excited Hell about yeah. it arriving. And then yeah. headbands with like oversized, just like pieces of cardboard wrapped in tinfoil, um, like pop tabs on them. I love that. That would yes. be so cute. And oh. then my going out Halloween costume. Um, I think I've decided I want to be a crocodile <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> I have this crocodile skull, like it's plastic, like kicking around my house. It's just like object art, you know? And I yeah. always it I always think it should be able to fit on my head and it doesn't quite. <laughs> So I'm going to get another one of those and I'm going to take it apart and I think I'm going to make like a headband and then I'm going to make like almost like a like a like a, a f- hat with like feathers and like crazy shit coming out all over the place and I'm going to make my hair like really big and really really curly. And then I don't know. Um I saw this tutorial where you can use uh like you put like fishnet over your skin and then you paint it in with eyeshadow. So I think I'm going to do that like Ooh. all over my face. That is scales. so smart. Yes. Yeah. That is so smart. And then. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Look I'm going to do like big, long, like big, long black nails. And I think. Can I, real quick, real quick. Can yeah. I make a recommendation? Yes. If you do the fishnet thing over your face. Yes. Uh, after you do, like, obviously, you'll probably put a primer on or something underneath. But like afterwards, 
I would genuinely use hairspray as oh, my set setting it? spray. Yeah, because like it's kind of heavy duty, but that means like you'll keep those crisp lines. It so will like not spray budge. it while the fish nut's still there and then like take it off. Yeah. That's a very good idea. Yeah, while the fish nut's yeah. on, that's a very good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great call. And then I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like a bustier and I just want to get like a plain one and I want to glue like a billion like tiny little alligators and jewels all over it. Ooh, that would be so cool. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. and then like a like a big netted skirt is my plan. So I'm kinda going for like a like a bayou witch alligator or crocodile theme. I think that that sounds like a magic costume. I'm very I honestly excited. can't wait to see it. Also excited. witchy and great, which is great since we're gonna be talking about the craft. But before that, Mary, you wanna hear about what I'm gonna do for Halloween? Yes, I'm dying to know. Okay, so I <clears throat> I only have one of my outfits picked out, and so that's what I'm going to talk about. And it's definitely, like, the, like, friends hanging out, like, Halloween chill party, not, like, the going out thing. Right, and like, it the, is, like the LaCroix can. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> uh, me and two friends are going to dress up as characters from Succession, uh, which is an HBO show uh, on its second season. Second season is real good, real dark. Like, everyone's deeply unlikable. But there's this person, Cousin Greg, who's super tall, that I'm going to be dressed up as. And he is, like, somebody comes into the family late, like, wasn't raised in all this money, but, like, is trying to, like, use a family connection via his mom, like, wants him to, to, like, have a good job and make a living so that he's not just working as, like, a mascot at, like, one of the theme parks that the family owns, which is what he was initially doing, and then he got fired for it for getting too stoned and vomiting. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to be Greg the Egg, and I'm Murray's going to be... I'm an image of him right now. But he's just super fucking tall and skinny, but, like, I'm going to use this as an excuse to buy, like, the charcoal suit of my dreams, and in my mind, at some point, he wears a, an open-button, like white shirt and he does not actually I've gone back and I just imagined it on him but I'll just buy a white <laughs> shirt that I could wear open front and it would be great not like full open but you know what I mean like just the top like a top open you know button up instead of a tie um but Tom is Tom is the fucking worst he marries into this family he marries like the one woman that you have to root for Siobhan and he, because he's the only other outsider like he kind of like it's kind of the worst to Greg. Like there's, there's, so there's they're a time not, they don't just like they don't just like pal. They like they do and they don't. Like it's so, such a weird dynamic that will be really fun to play off of. Like uh, at some point this season, Tom is in DC under deposition and is asked about like uh, <laughs> an email he sent to Greg. The subject line was to make a Tomlet, you got to break a few Gregs. And it's like you sent this email. 37 times this one night what were you doing that night it's just like to, to make, make a tom you gotta, to make a tomlet you gotta break a few gregs it's literally what he's that's the kind of person he is and when asked <laughs> he's, about he's, you know he's a classic tomlet <laughs> and it's also the same guy who plays mr darcy in the kira knightley version and oh, he plays ew. this buffoon of a human and it's amazing <laughs> and rico's gonna go as kendall Kendall Roy, who, like, at his dad's birthday, decides to get up on stage and sing an original rap he wrote about his dad that goes, L to the OG, yes, he's the OG, and, like, keeps on keeps on going from there, and it's all bad, so that's what Rico's gonna be. So I'm really excited about buying my dream suit and really just participating in a character study of these characters that nobody's gonna appreciate, but your friends will. But I did want to talk about Succession. Like, I feel like it's worth noting 
I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, Shaban is the one daughter, and she is smart, and she is capable. But the exact same uh, critique of her that I've seen given to in lots of television shows where there's one woman, uh, including Game of Thrones, is that she thinks that she's smarter than she is, is what other characters say. I think that's the most gaslighty bullshit that happens to women. Because I think that, like, we are so often, like, looked down upon and not thought that, like, we're worth anything. So you have to, like, prove that you're worth it. So you have to, like, put yourself out there. And then people can say she's not as smart as she thinks she is. Don't you agree? Don't you think? If someone someone said that to me, I would be like, I'm going to step into the I'm going to step away from you to a second to cry my eyes out and then I'm going to come back and fight you physically. So, <laughs> to, to, to be fair, no one ever says these things to these women's faces. It's a nagging yeah, thing. Yeah, that's because they don't want to meet they don't want to watch a woman ball and then fight well, them physically. It's a horrible thing to say it's a about a woman. Horrible thing but to say. I think it's a horrible thing to say about anyone, but I think Men in general are just something that's assumed better of them. So, like, maybe they have a little bit less to prove. So they're less likely to fall into a trap where you're able to be like, because it doesn't matter how smart you are. You could say that about anyone. You know what I mean? Like, that is just such a hard to prove, unquantifiable thing. Because it's not like she never takes advice from other people or something. It's just like a nagging bullshit thing. And I realized it's definitely an incredibly mean thing to say. And, uh, Men are like you don't have to explain to me that men. You don't have to mansplain to me that men are rude <laughs> to women in work at like in professional environments. I know you don't work with men and you don't exist in the world, <sighs> yeah. but it's just it was just one of those moments where I was like, man, I'm glad we're talking about Halloween costumes because what I really want to talk about is a Succession's great, guys. Get on board. You get to see uh, the really worst, most awful people in our country uh, being satirized, uh, but in a way that, like, makes you feel uncomfortable and sick a little bit, which is honestly how you should feel about it. So, you know, great. But also, uh, we need to stop uh, letting people uh, block our shine with some bullshit about how we're not good enough because, like, that's all we ever get. And you know what? Claim better. All right. that's Those are my thoughts on Amen. So you've given your plug for Succession. I would like to now give my plug for crocodiles. They are literally living dinosaurs. <laughs> and no, I'm kidding. Um, they are surprisingly amazing mothers. No, no. Um, they are the, the crocodiles. Yep. Good. Um, uh, crocodiles are also terrifying, guys. Crocodiles you know, are super, super scary. Watch out while they try and drag you down underwater and drown you. I think we've talked about this in multiple podcasts now. I don't even know which one to plug first. Maybe Jurassic Park. Go listen to Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the All Shallows right. also. The Shallows. Any of our big animal movies, really. <laughs> I think we Honestly, talk I think about- I talk about crocodiles being scary in Annihilation. You know, like, you can, <gasps> you can hear me talk about crocodiles Kind of constantly, I guess. Crocodiles. <laughs> may, may, uh, is this this is becoming a crocodile podcast? <laughs> Sneaky Pete backdoor crocodile podcast. This is a backdoor episode to the cro- to the croc pod. God, I love you're listening that. to the okay. Aller, the, the Alley Gals, talking, coming to you live from the swamp. Uh, <laughs> you thought you were on a spaceship flying through the galactic uh, empires, but uh, no. Well, no. We just went through a wormhole, and now we're back in gator country, bitches. Bitches. Anyway. <laughs> um, let's talk about the craft. Woohoo! 
Well, Mary, today we're going to be talking about the 1996 witchy classic, The Craft. Ooh! A film that I was surprised to find had a bunch of, like, shot-for-shot homages and Tina Fey's 2004 Mean Girls. <laughs> so, when you pointed it out to me, I luckily had not watched it yet. And so yeah. I was like, no. And so, like, in the back, I was like, really? And then in the back of my mind, I was like, no. <laughs> and then right? I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, it does, really. It legitimately does. I It was honestly a little bit annoying once I made that realization on my own. This was kind of... This was like when I was reading Jane Austen's Emma for the first time. I was like, wait, the plot is like exactly the plot of Clueless. (laughs) (laughs) But by design, I'm not sure that Mean Girls is mean. Maybe not, but I went online and I Googled it and uh, I am not the first person to notice that there's so many like listicles of like side by side gifts. So like, it almost seems like a little bit too perfect. Like, so what I think probably happened is Tina Fey l- l- looked at a bunch of, like, popular, like, teen movies. And, and then did a Frankenstein of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this feels like there are so many, but that's probably because there are. There are just so many of others, too. It's just really interesting. And it's kind of a subversive twist to take a, a movie, a, a witchy classic movie, and uh, use a bunch of that same imagery into a movie that's about how it shouldn't be about boys and you should just, like be good to your friends, you know? Because yeah. that is a way that this movie maybe feels a tiny bit. Yeah. I love this movie. Uh, you know, but Mary, let's let's talk about your first impressions of The Craft. So I saw The Craft, 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 Craft <laughs> in uh, early high school. Um, as you know, um, yes. I was a goth. And... <laughs> It's very funny to say it. It's sort of, I don't know, it's like it's like admitting, I mean, the, the only thing that is more, um, th- I think there are two things that tie it in terms of admitting, like coming out of the closet about who you were as an as a adolescent, sure. and that is coming out as I was in a ska band, which I think is hilarious, <laughs> and I know so many people are like, yeah, I was in a ska band. I'm like, oh, so much of you make sense now. And then um, the most shocking of all, the most shocking thing you can do, I was a juggalo. Whoa! Oh, like no who... way. Do you know anyone who was a juggalo? Yes. Really? Yes. This very cool yes. guy I went to college with uh, was a juggalo in high school. And I was like, for, what for, on for earth? For the uninitiated, juggalos are the fans of the insane clown posse. Take a little moment, pause the podcast, we'll be here, and Google Juggalos, because it's incredible. Anyway, anyway, I was a goth. so you were a goth. <laughs> so I definitely saw the craft when I was a kid. Yeah. And or an adolescent. And when I saw it, I remember being disappointed with it because I wanted it to be like clueless with the crow aesthetics and be uh-huh. kind of a dramedy about goths for or like yeah. teen dramedy for goths, basically, is what I wanted it to be. And it, it it's not that at all. It's like, not. That. It's just that, not. That sounds like a lovely movie that has yet to be made. Yeah. But I was disappointed that the story um, wasn't more fun. Um, And I was disappointed that at the end, the bad witches get punished by getting stripped of their powers. I thought that that kind of was a betrayal. But nevertheless, this is the stylish teenage gothy witch girl witch movie. And we all have to pay homage to that, you know? 100 The craft walked so that we can run. I mean, you know, it's just, it just is. Plus, there's this magical moment at the beginning when, like, you just see, like, 
um, an altar that's being assembled and all these pieces put down. And my favorite is that there's a bag of weed. Like, there's a smudge stick, but there's also a bag of weed, and that is low-key hilarious to me that someone put a bag of weed on their altar. <laughs> I was so. just like, here it is. Yep. <laughs> Which you know it was there because they were like, alternative. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> alternative lifestyles. Um, yeah. But will you give us a little plot overview for uh, Hell, people who haven't yeah, seen it Yeah, I will. So guys, if you haven't seen The Craft, uh, you can watch it. You can stream it right now um, on Amazon Prime uh, or you can rent it or whatever you want. But The Craft centers around Sarah, a natural witch moves to a new town after depression and a content warning uh, suicide attempt to a small Catholic school uh, in Los Angeles after getting skeeved on by a dude who then later claims that they fucked when they did not she gets kind of ostracized and finds commonality with three practicing witches forming a circle they begin to cast spells with real results until Nancy a dark witch invokes the spirit with dire consequences when Sarah attempts to bind Nancy from doing harm, the other three use their powers for vengeance. Dun dun dun! So mm-hmm. that's like a basic overview yeah. of what happens. Yeah. And and right there, it kind of taps into what Mary was talking about about how like it might start fun and light with like you know some witchy loveliness and but it, it turns turns unfortunately dark and friendship doesn't conquer all, which is super serial. Yeah. yeah, which is which is what I love, which is a story that's like. Friendship Congress all. Basically, what I did when I watched this is I was like, I want this movie to be more like practical magic without the need for kids or like a romance story. You mm, know? Mm-hmm. So maybe one day we'll watch uh, Practical Magic. I like Practical like, Magic. I love it. The kind of movie the ABC family sees fit to put on. So it's, it's, it's very not. All, it, it's, it's for every human being alive. <laughs> it's for every human being alive. Anyway, let's dive right in. So, Mary, I kind of want to just first touch on why witchcraft is traditionally associated with feminism and why it's feminist force. It's why we chose to do this movie. Historically, uh, those who were accused of witchcraft, like, let's look at the Salem trials, they were um, cultural outsiders, women who were unmarried, uh, exist in society without being tied to a man, so kind of powerful and untamed. But that also, if you look back and you read through older traditions, there's the crone or there's the young healer, there are these women who had their own centers of power, their own place in society, then were able to um, survive and thrive in a way that was not fitting within the traditional heteronormative roles that were set out for people, and therefore was something to be feared or controlled, at least by the male forces in uh, the group. It's why witches were maligned, and it's why they have kind of made even more of a renaissance in recent years, especially with Trump, where women really just want to do something like hex a jackass who somehow made it into power. Uh, kind of kind of a place where we pull like a collective power from this uh, from this historical precedence. I mean, I sometimes sit uneasily with what I think is sometimes... Well, yeah, or like even like a fetishization of what paganism was, because we don't really know a lot. We don't. We don't. And there's no way to well, know. Yeah, and that's and, okay. Well, that's why I was focusing more on like people who are called witches, not like what is witchcraft. The the feminism angle of witchcraft is something I can totally get behind. It's important to say that while there were also men who were persecuted for being witches. They could just practitioners of magic. Yes, yes, yes. Typically, and and the way that it's discussed, um, a witch's most marked characteristic is that she is a woman, right? 
like this is a is a woman or a female being um and so the story of witchcraft and and the persecution of witches is a story of the pure persecution of women and that is something that i can totally get behind and like chat about and i'm i'm very into like i get more like dicey when we were like talking about like matt like the the forces of magic and stuff like that and that's just because i'm not a very spiritual person i think so it just makes me uncomfortable in general but i do love talking about um you know there was this basically the cliff notes version is right there would be women who had knowledge or they were troublemakers. It's it's very similar, actually, to when we talked about Ginger Snaps, uh, the werewolf figure. Basically, it was anybody who was threatening the status quo, even in slight ways, even in ways that were not direct, that you could... Yeah, even if by just existing, right. not needing to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. That would then... Um, you know, the, the, the village council would get together, decide that person was a witch and then, um, basically destroy their body. That's what they were really focused on. Like, we're going to burn them. We're going to drown them. You know, we're going to pu- you know, push them to the bottom of the river, whatever. My favorite part is if they survived it, then they're not a witch. I mean, no, if they survive well, it, they're a witch. If they don't, then, then they, they are a witch. a witch. So. Right. There's like a weird there's, thing there's where it's like, well, so no matter what. We're trying to yeah. kill them. If they float, if they're innocent. If they float, they're a witch. Yeah. If they sink to the bottom and drown their people, yeah. oopsie daisy. Yeah. Um, but we're still called them a yeah. witch anyway. <laughs> um, but I did, you know, so I think that the, the concept of a witch to our modern sensibilities sort of like mushes together uh, revolutionaries and feminists and... Um, folk magicians and uh, folk medicine and people who practiced uh, medicine outside of like kind of the traditional patriarchal boundaries that that defined what it was and what it wasn't Um, and difficult women and all of those things all kind of like mushed together into the figure of a witch and who doesn't want to like play around with that totally that's a that's a great person right there absolutely so now that, now that, you know, now we've established witchiness and feminism and the historical context, let's talk about the magic in this film. What what do you think was the coolest? What would you want to wield? Oh, man. There's a lot of good ones. I, I have, like, a full-on list. Um, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm like, or, I'm yeah. going to organize it. Well, uh, I, I think I'm going to start with the ones that are, like, the most, like, flaky whims and then work up to the ones I really want, if that's okay. Yeah, do it. Um, I love all the hair magic. I want to be able to have ha- I want to have the magic of hair removal for racists. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Um, and oddly enough, uh, this is just like a little factoid. So, um, Robert uh, Tunney, Robin Tunney, who is Sarah, uh-huh. that actress, yeah, um, is actually bald for this entire movie because she was in Empire Records and she had to shave her head for that role. So it's like a weird thing wow. that she's wearing a wig for this entire performance because she is no in idea. fact bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a good wig. It looks it's a good looking wig. It's a great looking wig. I think those high voluminous parts were really like in of the of the nineties were really solid for wig wear. They yeah. They lend themselves absolutely. well. Absolutely. Them. In fact, yep. I'm not gonna lie. I always want my hair to have at least that much volume. It doesn't. I know. It, and it always yeah. makes me feel like my hair looks flat. But it makes you feel better that hers was a wig. <laughs> yeah, no, hers is definitely a wig. She's great hair. This brought to you by Kate Woody's insecurities. Please continue. This is brought to you by wigs for everybody. Can we just wear wigs? <laughs> Let's wear wigs. I, and I also want the glamour spells that would allow me to like change my hair color at will. Yeah, glamours, glamours were, were my top one because they're dope. No question about it. And 
like who, you don't hurt anybody you don't hurt anybody also it's like a moment in the film when like everything's still like fun and light so it's like mm-hmm. yeah i want to sit around with my friends and be like what change if my hair, hair was this color what if my yeah. eyes are this what yeah. if i had like giant tits let's try it i've never let's lived try it, it all. <laughs> also how um how freeing would it, it it would be kind of a double-edged sword but i think it's it's an interesting thing to show girls having ultimate power over their appearances yes total power over your own body right like when i was doing some research about uh witches and feminism i read this amazing uh sentiment which is basically that for six centuries if not longer women's bodies um have not been our own they've been like kind of treated like almost land wars um, and, and even to this day, right? Like yes. those are rights to our bodies. Yeah. Reproductive justice. Yep. So. Like we're still fighting those wars. So I think it's really cool that they like folded in sort of classic sleepover activities of like makeovers and like, you know, trying stuff out with your hair and things like that. Absolutely. Um, with magic as an empowering force. Like it would be hugely empower, empowering for every being to be able to completely control their body. Of course. The way their body looks. Of course. Or at least, you know, just have, like, legal control over what you do with your body. But anyway, what what next, Mary? I mean, that, that would be a nice start. <laughs> that would be a nice start. <laughs> that would be an ideal start. You know, something else that uh, I think is cool is just being able to call the elements. But honestly, Mary, before you get to your more complicated things, I just want to say, I wouldn't mind just being able to float a fucking pencil. Like levitation call, is one of mine too. Yeah, call, call me uh, Willow in season... Two, Buffy, three, Buffy. Oh, yeah, where she's, like, levitating everything. Well, it starts with pencils. It always starts with pencils. Like, I'd be totally stoked on it. Anyway. Do you know how Light as a Feather stuff as a board works? I found out for this. Uh, Have you ever done Light as as a Feather? Not not necessarily successfully. So I always assumed it was about weight distribution around a group of people. Uh, It is. Yeah. It is. Tell me about it. So... Yes. So I feel like I have done it successfully in the past, but who knows? I think it's a lot of it is also like hype. Like, well, yeah, like, totally it's, it's one of those things where like, I think, I think we maybe did it, but like, I don't remember. I remember being underwhelming. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. So basically the way it works is if you have, um, like if you have, let's see, six people around one person and you pick them up you you're basically picking up uh, especially if you're like an, a young adolescent girl yeah. you're basically picking up the equivalent of two heavy shopping bags so like anybody pretty much can do that yeah so you can really pick people up that way it's just you've distributed it among so many people right um i'm surprised you can pick it up with your fingers so easily but yeah. i assume that must have to do with some adrenaline well, and I, like, th- it's, uh, I think it's probably adrenaline, also like just the sheer rigidity you're supposed to like the person they're yeah. supposed to have. Like that's the whole like, you know, that's that's what the whole chant is about. But mm-hmm. it, again, a fun sleepover activity that we're real kids do all the time. That real kids do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But my ultimate one. <laughs> was Shark Summoner. I love how she summons the sharks. The I wish that they didn't they die. die. <laughs> yeah, I would only, I want to clarify, I would only use it for good. I would be on one of those, like, marine biologist ships yes. oh my that God. are tagging You'd be sharks. You'd the best marine biologist. And I would just summon the sharks, and they sharks would come, come, and we could me. tag them. Would you and then walk we would on the water go. out to the sharks, Mary? I mean, yeah, if I could. <laughs> Honestly, walking on water just feels like 
Like, there's, like, that Catholic superstition where it's like, I don't know about and you're that. like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the Big JC... I don't to do that. I don't know if the Big JC's gonna like that. Exactly. The G.O.D., he might, he might be like, oh, I don't know. Exactly. Good, good, yep. good. Good. See, some magic's fun in this film spawn. Now we're gonna get into the less, like, fun and light parts of it. Absolutely. One of the things that's really fun about this film is that uh, witchcraft is used to obtain, like, agency or overcome these uh, patriarchal systems of oppression. And in fact, like, each of the four women kind of form, like, a different archetype in in, in, the, in what they are trying to overcome. For example, Nancy is is trapped in, um, by, by classism. She uh, lives in a trailer park. She is self, uh, self-identified as white trash but doesn't want to be uh we have rochelle who is dealing with racism from laura lizzie which i feel like it's too close to laura lenny to for comfort for me because i like laura lenny but um yeah me too it's yeah also uh the actress who plays her is um is ben stiller's wife right yeah christine taylor a ton of things yeah yeah Yeah. it's shocking to see her in this role it is so yeah, so Rochelle's being picked on and bullied by uh, the hot white popular girl for being black. Uh, Bonnie, it's kind of like objectification in that like she feels like her body and her self-worth in terms of her looks is rejected by not being good enough. It's still objectification, it's just not like positive. And Sarah... Well, yeah. And they, and they kind of... I mean, and then it becomes the other thing. Well, right. right. Yeah. And, and Sarah, sexism, like she meets this cute guy Chris and doesn't have sex with him and he lies and talks about how he had sex with her and she gets like maligned. So each of these four women use their spells to try to um, overcome these uh, these different uh, what is a good word for that? Like different struggles, different barriers yeah. to happiness. Yeah. yeah. They try to they try to use their witchcraft to overcome uh, these societal barriers uh, for themselves and to find their joy. But let's talk about how it's manifest in the film, whether or not it's effective, and what the pitfalls are, because for everything there's a cost, because we can't just have a fun witchy teen movie where everyone gets to just cast spells and it's all great. For that, maybe go watch the new Netflix Sabrina. Like, it's dark and, like, there yeah. are costs, but it's like a lot less. <laughs> we need a. There is the the craft too, but we need a craft to a la Magic Mike, where it's like, hey, hey, we we know we promised you with the first one that it was going to be just a fun movie, and then we hoodwinked you. you, and it was really dark and about like addiction, and it was really and like, it was really dark and about like drug deals gone wrong. We're sorry, we're going to remake that movie the way it should have been made to begin with, and it's going to be real yeah, fun. Exactly, that's what I want. I want yeah. the Magic we're Mike. Sorry about all too. the. We're also sorry about all the fat shit yeah. we did in the first we're done movie. With it. We're gonna it's fix never that. Gonna happen again. We're gonna fix yeah. that. We're gonna rewrite yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> let's. Um. Let's get Channing Tatum on this. <laughs> he, can exe- he can be the executive you producer know who of would the be craft. Involved? Channing Tatum was involved. Roxanne. <gasps> That's so true. Oh my gosh. That is a dream team. Yeah. It'd be like. It'd be called. It could be like. The craft, colon, the craft two, colon, the funning. <laughs> let's, let's make it fun. Um, 
it's like the producers with make it gay, but it's make it fun. Then this is actually make know, it fun. No, no, no ill intent. What are your thoughts on classism and Nancy? And Nancy, Nancy's life does seem legitimately rough. I think we should have seen more of it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like kind of to her, her story should be the most fleshed out because she is arguably the main character, right? Or like the secondary character. Yeah, she is. She is. She's the other half of the main character. Like, but like she and Sarah can, are a dyad. You right. Know? You can kind of imply that she's been sexually abused. You can kind of imply that she's been physically abused and emotionally abused. You can kind of imply that like she and her mom, her mom has some like serious, serious something seriously wrong with her. But it's not, it's not like fully told to you, and it's just like it's like annoyingly out of reach. I would say. Um, and I think we should have gotten more of that. I think it would make us feel for Nancy more and understand Nancy more. I agree. In- instead, we kind of get this, like, I would say almost like cartoony scene of, of like how bad her life is where they're in the trailer and like she and, and she kills in that scene. So it's like not even you don't even have something before that, which you're like, oh, I see. She was driven to this because I believe that I believe that she was driven to it. I don't think here's my hot take. I actually don't think that anyone does anything that's bad except for Sarah. <laughs> like, except for Sarah. All right, well, I, I cannot it's... wait to get to that because I do want to hear that take. Because I I have some I have some thoughts, too. Um, yeah, Nancy, the one scene you get is, like, she comes home late uh, and gets yelled at by her mom and the power's out and storming and they're fighting and, like, screaming and she's, like, crying the one in her room, you know? So it's still, like, a very light version, but I agree. I do think there's an implication of at least sexual abuse. He tries to, like, hurt her mom, you know, but... She kills the guy because he's hurting her mother. I mean, she kills him in her mother's defense. I don't think that that's that bad. Oh, no, I don't think that's bad at all, to be honest. I think that, in fact, I think that the only thing that actually... What's interesting about Nancy's is that it's, A, effective... B, there aren't really pitfalls for that. It's that she starts feeling powerful and decides she wants to invoke the spirit of man on, and that's when things start going really bad for her, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. she gets a taste of this power, and by not being... by, By going above her station in class and being a pretender, she decides she deserves more power and then really just loses it. Uh, so obviously I think that's super problematic Reed. That's not me imposing those values. That's me suggesting that's what the film is doing. I think that's what the film is suggesting. Yeah. Also, I feel like there could have been some poignancy told in her story. So I don't remember I unfortunately did not put in my notes how much money she and her mom get. It was like hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. So honestly not even that like, much money. No, it's like three I mean it's more than it's like three hundred K in our like in 2019, you're right. You're uh, right. Because that was 1997, so that's like right. almost so it 20 years. Three, but 300k. I mean, like that is that is a sizable amount of money to just have dropped in your lap. Don't get me wrong, but and I and I don't think it's ridiculous to act like people um, people who have been living potentially on the margins and paycheck to paycheck, like I believe we are led to believe with Nancy. From that was like unfathomable amount of money like their electric bill you know right exactly like that would seem like unfathomable amounts of money but i think it would have there could have been some moments where like you could really get some context for how how not totally life-changing this is especially 
if like if they, they were like we've already spent half our money or something like that you know Which like it seems like they probably have just from yeah. like, the apartment and the jukebox that only plays some artist songs like her mom yeah. like got and yeah and to be fair i do think that there's the implication that well i don't think nancy ever comes across as white trash period you know no. Well, mom. and she goes to, I mean, like, go, she goes to a parochial school, like... Yeah, but her mom still, like, when, even with the money, like, still seems kind of, like, tacky, you know? Yes, yes. Um, um, but my favorite, my favorite line, actually, uh, about Nancy, re, her, cl- the class struggle that she, ex- uh, has, is when she's, says something about it, and Rochelle says, you're white, honey, just deal with it. Yeah, it's after <laughs> she leaves and Rochelle's talking about it, she's like... I think her spell isn't working. She didn't want to be white trash, but, like, I mean, I told her she's white. You know, you just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, Rochelle. Can we go to Rochelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Rochelle. Rochelle did not do Rochelle anything did nothing wrong. wrong. Rochelle is punished for no reason. Yeah, her spell is... Nothing will happen to Laura unless Laura bothers me. And she's even talking about Sarah, and she's like, do you think it'll be anything bad? She's like, it won't be if it, nothing happens. She's like, I know that won't. I know that's not true. She can't help herself but take on me. She's like, well, then, yeah, something bad will happen. But, like, yeah. that's fair. That's basically, like, putting, like, that's, like, booby-trapping your house when you leave. You know what I mean? Like, that's allowed, yeah. you know? That's allowed. This is a spell well, Laura, trap for, like, attacking a, me, you know? Laura's a very bad person. She's a the very she says bad Michelle, person. She is a blatant, racist, horrible human. Right, and she knows it's wrong. She knows it's wrong. Like, and Rochelle, even when Rochelle is not like casting spells on her, is is clear about how wrong it yeah. is. Like she tells her outright, like Rochelle did nothing wrong and is amazing and is probably my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, it's a, she didn't do anything wrong. It's a real bummer that like, and that's the thing. Like Nancy, like going through a change. I guess I can buy because I can see like how like absolute power corrupts absolutely or whatever. You know. Sure. But Rochelle and Bonnie, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, there are, mm-hmm. you know, like, it almost feels like a plot hole the way that they just go so they easily just push along. Them together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think that, I think I could attribute that to poor writing, honestly, because it doesn't sell, like, why they would be like, Sarah has to die. <laughs> like, what? That is such a large leap to make from we're all braiding each other's hair to Sarah says, I don't want Nancy to kill anyone else. And suddenly we want to kill her. You know, like that just seems. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And that, so, and I hate, I hate, so this movie is in, is basically entirely uh, made by a bunch of white dudes who I think, like, had, you know, they, they brought actual Wiccans onto the set to, like, help them make sure that things were the way it was supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. So I think they tried to do their due deal. Of but, course. But I hate the scene where you see that Rochelle's hair is coming out. I'm like, dudes, don't go there. Like, just don't. Don't mess with Rochelle's hair. It's not cool. It's not a cool thing to do. It's not your place. You don't know what you're talking about. Back well, off. It is not a one-to-one. It is, it it is also just a glamour to get them to leave. Uh, like, it's not... Like, nothing bad is actually happening to them in that scene. Right. You know? So yes. it's more like Sarah weaponizing their guilt, you know, against them. Yes. But still, like, yeah, I don't... 
It's, yeah. Unnecessary. 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 Rochelle should have never felt bad about things she did. She, she didn't, didn't do wrong. anything wrong. Like, the only pitfall is she feels bad about how uh, how poorly Laura's doing, but that's not a pitfall. Laura shouldn't have been a no. bitch. Like, I'm glad yep. Laura now is reaching out to Rochelle because she realizes what a bitch she was. That's kind of the point of the spell. Leave me alone. Yeah. And change. And she changed. And Bonnie, and Bonnie also didn't do anything yeah. wrong. So Bonnie literally calls herself a monster. Because she has scars all over her body from, like, what must have been, like, a terrible burn, right? Yep. And we don't ever find out, like, what exactly happened. But it had to have been traumatic and horrific, you know? And so she just wants the scars to be gone so she can just be a normal girl again and be beautiful. And the pitfall for her is she gets called a narcissist for being into it. And Sarah kind of slut shames her. Yes. (laughs) Yes, she does. Which I fucking hate. I mean, I get it, it's yeah. 1997, and and just to just you yeah. know, like just to contextualize 1997, and maybe I'll just do this here and then like move it at the end and bleed it here. But Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, these are the movies that were like the top three high grossing. It's not like there are like a lot of like great feminist you know masterpieces out, but like still, don't slut shame your friend who suddenly likes her no. body for like hitting on people Mm-mm. like. She's not a nar- like she's still hanging out with you all. She's still like doing magic with you all. I don't think that makes her a narcissist. Also, we don't see her just constantly staring in a mirror. Like, you know, like there if we want to talk about narcissus and how he fell in love with his own reflection, we can do that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. Uh, no, she also she didn't do anything wrong. The worst thing that she does, I suppose, is lead the doctor to believe that um her therapy uh, works better than it does. That's love, the worst thing she does. I love that what you that are talking about is something that you and I as people who have like been involved in research stuff are like, it's just bad research. It's just bad it's just bad stats. Yeah, I'm like I'm like that poor I'm like that doctor is gonna have to like backtrack a lot to figure out what went She's wrong. Never She's gonna never gonna, gonna fully, fully know. And if she tried to publish like look at this great results I had, she'll never recapture those yep, again. Nope. So you know, Bonnie, Correct. I know you like Correct. your body, but you ruined some results on a research study, okay? <laughs> I could help other people just like you. That's yeah, that's the worst thing that she did. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So, Sarah, um, I, I just have so many issues with the character of Sarah. First of all, why is her suicide not a part of her quest for power. Yeah, why is that just what like... What is that about? It's like, like a throwaway kind of, thing that then gets used against her, but it never is like something she's trying to overcome. Like, I'm trying to overcome, like, my depression, or I'm trying to overcome, like, this darkness inside me, yeah. or anything like that. Instead, it's, I want to love myself more, which, that is depression, but also encourage others to love me more. And by that, I mean Chris. Uh, so Chris had lied about her and talked shit about her, and so she casts a love spell, and her pitfall, though, is pretty fucking serious. He tries to fucking rape her. So... Yes. So... She gets... I think she gets it's punished weird... the hardest out of anyone in terms of, like, the pitfall what from she's that done. initial spell. Yeah. Yes. I have absolutely no problems with the things that Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle do and how their powers are used. Yeah. Up until up until that point, right? Up until that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Or their, their initial spells. Their right? initial spells. Mm-hmm. Casting a love spell... Is is the by far the most morally upsetting thing? Oh my god! Um, it is it is essentially roofing and like yeah. sexually assaulting someone. It's, it's she's awful. sexually assaulting him, and it's terrible. Yeah. And 
I feel like I just don't like the way that the ra- her like the scene where he tries to I don't like the scene where he tries to rape her obviously because it's rape that's upsetting oh but God, then right. like her reaction to it is just like just let it go because like he tries to rape her and you're like well the film is the film making it, be- it is he trying to rape her because he's under this love spell like is that, that is what, what it, it seems does? like and, it, and she even says like he didn't even like look like himself he seemed out of focus like he wasn't like it definitely se- seems like you know a love spell it's like worst part you know like right it's congealed it's gone bad it's right yes i am talking about like it's a liquid potion or something but you get what i mean yeah so like the horrors of what she does it are like so underplayed and then it becomes an issue of of eventually nancy um tries to sexually assault chris which is also terrible right like she pretends to be sarah yeah awful and and At at that point nancy has really crossed the line in general, though. Of like, course. Of course. Yeah. And then in the end, she kills him. And I'm like, but I'm not even sure I'm sad at that point. Like, it just kind of, like, mucks it all up for me in a way that I'm just like, I just don't even know. I don't even know what's yeah. making heads or tails of it. Yeah, like, it's no, just... it's a very complicated moment because, like, Sarah feels bad, I think, because she knows, like, if she hadn't cast a love spell, none of this would have ever happened to him. Which, yeah. Fair. It's probably true. Yeah. Probably 100% true. Like, he didn't seem like a rapist before. He was just a fucking liar and a douchebag yeah, who ruined he was lives. A bad, when he, he was a bad person. He was a bad person. He was a bad person. I just feel like there would have been another way that we could have punished him yeah. beyond basically doing what... It, sexually assaulting him. Yeah. I don't think he sexually assaulted her. He lied about her and spread rumors and was a jerk. But like, Which is awful, like, but I think, honestly, if we're going to... If we're gonna, yeah. if we're gonna take terrible things and weigh them against each other, uh, sexual yeah. assault and rape are fucking horrific things. It's living the most, torture, the, the worst. But like Nancy kills in self defense, that doesn't bother me. Bonnie does not deserve her burns, and she fixes that about herself, which makes her miserable. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Rochelle fights back against a person who is a racist and is bullying her constantly. I don't have a problem with that. Sarah roofing the guy who said that she slept with him and that she wasn't very good at sex. I do have kind of a problem with that. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I don't like that. I, I second that. I agree. Yeah. And which then spins off this horrible chain of events. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, you can trace back like the worst things that happened to anyone to Sarah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, and and you have so you notice the animals they're carrying when they go to the beach, they all have an animal that like represents them, you know? Yeah. So it's like Rochelle has like a, a clown fish, which I think is like because she's a swimmer, which is sort of lame. But like you see all these scenes when she's getting bullied in the pool. Like, that's when those things happen. They happen in the locker room. So I think that's why she's got a fish. Yeah. And obviously Bonnie has a butterfly because she was in a cocoon and now she's beautiful. So she has a butterfly, right? And Nancy is a snake. And that's because she's eventually going to, like, bite her friends, right? Yeah. She's a, she's a betrayer. Um, and, uh, and Sarah has uh, a little, like, flighty bird. And I'm like, Sarah's not a little flighty bird, guys. <laughs> like, she's just not. Like, may I, that just bugs, it bugs me. The read that this movie gives her bugs me so much. Uh, I want to talk about, like, the dark light dichotomy between Nancy yeah. and Sarah. Because, like, I think that everything you're highlighting goes to this this uh, 
kind of reductive read that this movie gives us, which is that like Nancy is dark magic and evil and Sarah is like light magic and good. And I, I think if you root all of the, all of the ills that have this movie to Sarah's actions, which was not my initial read of this film, but like, honestly, I dig it because it works. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because I want to talk about Nancy and their friendship at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. when, when they first have gotten Sarah to like join them and they noticed her, her scars on her wrists and she mentions that she tried to kill herself and Nancy's like, even did it the right way. And not Nancy. Uh, sorry. Bonnie says that. And mm-hmm. it's this moment where like things can get really awkward or really bad but Nancy just goes, punk rock, let's go. And like pulls her along and puts her arm around her shoulder and like takes this moment of vulnerability. And instead of like holding against her, builds a bridge. And like, yeah. it's kind of a beautiful moment. And it is. And it's it's sort of like, and I, for Nancy, I think she's recognizing that Sarah has darkness and that's what she likes because she has darkness and she's, she kind of, like, protects herself by putting a bunch of darkness out there. You sure. Know? But, like, but it's just, exactly. And it's this moment, but it's though, like where a sweet she's moment. like, I'm going to meet you halfway. Yeah. And even when they go on their field trip, when they cast these initial spells, when they, like, become the Coven of Four, when they join each other in perfect love and perfect trust, when Sarah puts down the picture of Chris and she's like, I know it's pathetic, but I also want Chris to like me in addition to me liking myself and letting other people like me, uh, Rochelle's like, yeah, it is pathetic. But the way Nancy looks at her is with such understanding and, like, Mm -hmm. kindness. It's like, there's nothing, it's not jealousy, it's not like, oh, you, it's like, I get it. It's this moment where, like, there are these moments before that spell is cast when you see that Nancy's not a bad person. Like, I don't think Nancy's a bad person. No. Nancy could be like a great friend and a good ally. And like maybe she's a little pushy and maybe she knows herself a little bit better than Sarah knows herself, or at least is more honest about herself, you know? But it makes me so upset that like after that, like it's all fucking downhill. And yeah, I'm 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 happy to lay that at Sarah's feet. Especially because Sarah's like real holier than thou. And I think part of that is that Sarah is a femme cute white girl who a bunch of white dudes making this movie are like, great, she's good. And in that dichotomy, it makes Nancy into, like, the natural hag to our beautific, you know, goddess Mm -hmm. witch. And I hate that shit. Again, I love this movie because it's a lot of fun. You know, it's just, like, an easy, fun movie. But, like, if we're talking about it for a podcast about feminism, like, that shit's problematic as hell. I kind of honed in on this, like, competition as an idea. So, you know, by, so at the beginning we understand that magic, they were told that magic is a neutral force and that basically a witch makes it good or bad. So, like, magic doesn't kill people. People kill people basically is, like, how it works, right? Which is hilarious, um, by the way. Which is ridiculous. Um I mean, like, as a logical adult person, I'm like, of course, you shouldn't be able to abuse power and you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But this is, like, supposed to be a pulpy teen movie. And I'm like, why do they have to get punished for using power? Shouldn't Why would you then be a witch at all? 
Um, like what's what's the benefit ultimately if all you have to do is never take advantage of your powerful position? Agreed. I don't know. So it's kind of like I kind of feel like it's just like kind of like a wah wah on the whole situation, and then it doubles down on it because the 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 tension between Sarah and Nancy is that Nancy really wants Nancy's the leader, right? She's the most outspoken. She's she's kind of she's ballsy and brassy. She also seems and, to have like researched what's the most and like knows the most. Right. Like there's a lot of reasons why she's the leader. Right. And she so she's got this 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 little coven going and she finds Sarah and Sarah is just naturally better at magic than she is yeah. and it bugs her. That's all great. But it makes it seem like this competition between the two women is a as a corrupting force. And that's ridiculous. Like, we tell people at the top of their game to find other people who are better than them and compete with those people to get better. Dude, right? my best friend in grad school, I found the most talented people in the room. Yeah. And I made friends with them because they made me better. Yeah. Like, that's... Like... We all raise each other's... Pe- like, And then we continue to collaborate because we all raise each other's game and held each other to a higher standard. It's also what you kind of want to partner for. You want a partner that, like, you you two, like, are, like, yeah, you can have days where you're just, like, wearing sweatpants or holding each other when someone's puking or, like, you know, whatever. We also want right. someone who's, like, I've got a vision to be you. A, this kind of person yeah. and you're going to be this kind of person. We're going to work together and do our best, you know? Yeah, yeah. competition's good. Yeah. Competition's good, and I it bothers me in... That, that this is a movie about women that tells you that competition is not good. That competition will make you dark, will make you go to places you don't, you shouldn't go, you shouldn't be allowed to go. Because the only reason we tell women not to compete is because it threatens the patriarchy. Yes. So wh- why this story, <laughs> this story like refuses to understand that women could compete with each other in a healthy way and still be friends and still like hang out. Like, yeah. I agree. Like, it's not like it's hard to be friends with people that you're competing with actively, but it's doable and you can do it. Like, it's not well, because you know, at a certain point, like it, it can stop. Be, it's not at a certain point it doesn't even necessarily need to be a competition. It's like a you start feeling like you're so great. I want to be as great as you are. And the other person feels the same way about you. Like, yeah, I um, we see this in the movie Booksmart. Everyone go out and watch it. When the way that they talk to each other, honestly, Mary, I'm I'm just gonna assume you feel the same way about me, but I think you're the fucking best, and so I like spending time. I think you're the with best. someone who I think is the goddamn Get best, out. and I don't feel in competition yeah. with you. I just no. you make me a better person by just being like the best. So, like that. Right. But if we were learning to be witches, right? Sure there- and you were of better at it. Occasionally, than me. be some like tension, but I think that you would get past it because at the end of the day. I'll You're in my covet. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, right. it's us to be yeah. them. Uh, is is the yeah. centralism of human also, interaction, unfortunately. Also, you would yeah. help me. You would help well, me. But they need, like, Sarah doesn't help well, them. they need four. You know, they need four, and she yeah. has some natural power. But also, that will, that will, this, this segues so nicely, too. Let's talk about Sarah's natural power. <laughs> Before it oh, starts, God. so like, so they have to invoke, you know, a male to give them power. But can we just real yes. quickly highlight what Sarah's quote natural power is? 
Um, she can float a pencil, which I've already said I think is cool. <laughs> but like in the reality of this movie, yep. is table stakes. Um, she actually like bursts a pipe when she's thirsty or something, and she like keeps on wishing for it to be quiet uh, because it's so loud. And she goes deaf for three days. Like she doesn't actually have very stable great power. Like she needs a coven, at least at the beginning of this movie, in order to like root her power and use it effectively. You know, like she's not she's not actually able to do it without them. You know what I mean? That's true. And I feel like um, is wasn't there an earlier? I have a note somewhere. Originally in the script, they were going to make it so that actually none of them could do magic except for Sarah. And it's only by having like her in the group that anything gets done. I'm very glad they moved away from that because that would make me absolutely furious. Um, Because then everyone else would just be like a sponge. And like, if you wanted to put it that way. And that's fucking dumb. That would be a dumb, that would be a dumb movie. Also, the idea that like the only kind of witch is one that is born and white and femi and like wears florals and you know earth tones and it's just wholesome and the girl next door like that sucks like that would suck so yeah i sarah's natural powers yeah i just i I feel like kind of (laughs) eye rolly about it and actually you know i feel very strongly that like nancy is jealous that sarah is better at it than she is but she's also just kind of mad because sarah is kind of usurping her de facto leadership of the group also sarah's kind of judgy like yeah like okay i get i would probably be like all right so you walked on water a bunch of sharks died like i feel like we're in some darker territory than maybe i thought we were gonna be in of course i cast a love spell and took away someone's entire autonomy and made them into like kind of a drone so like what do i even have to say here um but but, 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 you know, like, pull back a little. I, I get why she would be, like, a little bit, like, hey, shouldn't we be a little bit careful? But the way she's doing it is, like, Bonnie, you're such a slut now. Nancy, yeah. you're, you're, just, you're just doing anything you want. Like, don't you understand? Like, you can't just, like, keep on turning lights green. Also, turning lights green, again... That feels like table stakes for you to be that upset about. Like I get, I mean, I don't, I don't want anyone to drive scarily when I'm in a car with them. Of so course. like, I get that. But like the Nancy, one well, of these days, light will be green. Like, yeah, that would be awful. But like, this is she's not like using her power to change the weather or like turn the Dow around. You know what I mean? Like she's like changing an electric impulse from one switch to another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's. It's actually pretty small. That's all I'm going to say. It's pretty small. I, and I don't like that it's like, it's just like de facto. So Nancy is an, is annoyed, basically, that Sarah is becoming the leader of the group and that Rochelle and Bonnie are like asking her opinion for things, which normally they would do for her. And that definitely rings true um, for friend groups. Also but the for way like that, high school in general. like Totally, totally. But the way usually these movies go to encourage people children right to continue to reach out and trust movies that have like a good message like mean girls yeah anyway right to continue to reach out and like trust other people and like and give it a go and risk risk being true to yourself and blah 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 um they would have that play out as maybe being like a begrudging mutual respect is reached and then eventually a true friendship is is you know 
uh, reinstated because I bet I mean like it's because it's a movie right but I bet if you ask like Rochelle and Bonnie who's the leader of their group they would be like what do you mean <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. I'm not aware that I'm this a secondary a character in my own story <laughs> exactly it's a false economy because so then they're like you know they sit in the back seat but like even when it's like they don't have a pinch they're like bitch yeah we do <laughs> well, but then, but then the script tells us they don't. Uh, yes. Like they just like blindly the follow Nancy. And you're like, when Why? they try to murder Sarah, just because Nancy yeah. said that they should, and like yeah. you're like, wait, that's what when a lot of what? That's when a lot of bad choices are made among the three of them. They're like, no, 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 it's cool. We'll tell Sarah that her parent, her parents are fully dead. It's great. Serious content warning for me talking a little bit about suicide. Like maybe go forward 60 seconds if you're worried and because I'm going to be a little bit gauche and whatever. But okay, they go out of their way for Bunny to be like, you did it the right way because of the direction in which she like slits her wrists, right? Yeah. And then they want they make it clear that Sarah's super serious. Yeah. Well, but also like that there's a right way and a wrong way. And then Nancy slashes Sarah's wrist the, the wrong, wrong way. way. And then it's like, yeah. why aren't you dead? And I'm like, wait, I thought we all understood that like that would be bad for you. And maybe if you did absolutely nothing, like you would eventually lose enough blood that, you know, like whatever. But like, you're not going to bleed out like as quickly that way. Like that's not, it's a weird it choice. Make any, it doesn't make it's any sense because they talk about it. It is contextualized and emphasized. So why are we supposed to believe that Sarah almost died on the floor there? Cause like I kept on what, like, I hadn't watched in years and I'm watching it for like this podcast first time. And I was like, wait, seriously? Wait, she's dying on the floor right now. Wait, what? Wait, she needs a man on to come in and like, what? All right. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think that this movie could be so easily fixed too. (laughs) And what it should be fixed to be is you could even have like them, like Nancy should approach, Sarah should realize that Nancy is like on the brink of something really dangerous. Yeah. Right. And then what should happen is she goes, you see her go to Rochelle and Bonnie and tell her, tell them that they're going to kill Sarah. And there you're supposed to be like, whoa, no. Yeah, I'm I'm piecing the fuck out. Like a scene like that. And maybe... And maybe there's like a fake out where it seems like they're going to, but actually they talk to Sarah the whole time and they're like, girl, we're going to help. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is wrong. And then and then we see the rebuilding and then we see them like back in the meadow again, casting spells at the beginning, like just as it was at the beginning. But now they've learned their lesson. Right. Yeah. To not they're not going to cast and not to do things that are selfish and to understand that, like, yeah, what they should actually be doing is just like assessing their own chakras and like reading some tarot not trying to like alter like the <laughs> fabric of reality things. you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i agree that would be the way to fix this movie <laughs> that's the way to fix this movie i don't by letting uh rochelle and bonnie kind of have their moment honestly because i think they get sidelined so hard. i agree i agree and it's a mistake especially because like Hey, you've got like an amazing uh, woman of color actress in Rachel True. You also have Nev Campbell as Bonnie. Like, this is good casting. These were these are some powerhouses you could use. I mean, honestly, leaving money on the table is what I'm going to say. I will tell you that even though um, sometimes, very rarely, truth is more progressive than uh-huh. fiction. 
um, Nev Campbell and uh, Rachel True um, are best friends to this day. They became friends shooting this, and they're still super, super I fucking tight. love that. That's so, great. Isn't that so yeah. great? Yeah, like, that's what should have happened the whole time. Well, okay, so I want to touch on the other thing that I think you'd have to change in order to fix this movie. Mm, <clears> yeah, <throat> and so this brings us to the source of the witch's power <laughs> and the fact that it's ultimately derived <laughs> from oh, a male. Um... It literally called Manus. <laughs> Manus. So, <laughs> so get it because he's a man. Yeah. So so here's the thing, guys. Um, it's a witchy movie about a bunch of women. The magic shop is owned is owned by a woman. Like teachers are women. Mm-hmm. Lots of female power, but everyone worships Manon. He's not God or Satan. He was there before all of it. He's everything. And he, and yes, we keep on using he because this movie hates me. It like literally wants to just kick me in the chest over and over again. <laughs> you're like, you're like the craft. Out. I'm giving you so much of the benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah. But guys, come on. I don't want to hear about he. Like, can we talk about Gaia? Can we talk about anything else? Any sort of female? Anyway, the other yeah. thing would be to remove Manon and the fact that there has to be a male that confers power before they invoke man on like what they're able to do just support them is still really cool like but but nancy's first spell is to invoke man on so like it's possible that literally they're never able to do anything more than like maybe make a guy die we haven't touched on that by the way uh, oh right man dies yeah. by the way he was chasing sarah with a snake because he had a dream about her oh and they that all, oh god and they, yeah and they, all, and they all like look at him and want him to die i guess and you see, like, a car, like, drive over his head. Like, it is a little bit, like, you don't see any explosion, it's, thank God, because it's not, like, a horrifying it's movie. A but, lot. Like, it's a lot. That guy it's just has lot. some mental health issues. And or, by having mental health issues, also is, like, maybe, like, some sort of medium for in order to identify power or whatever. Also, but, what like, an insane way to introduce the idea that Sarah doesn't like snakes. <sighs> <laughs> that's what he's there for right well he's also there at like the very beginning he comes into her home like with, with a, snake. a snake but yeah, I also it's like it's to- hilarious when her dad comes down seeing this guy picks up a fire poker like a big iron fire poker and like swings it around at the guy I'm like wait <laughs> were you about to kill him if he hadn't run away were you gonna strike him in the head with that he's like he's like it's cool um, a person he wasn't even a- in your home he was in the fucking doorway of your home with a snake like that yeah. guy wasn't doing anything he was being yeah. kind of creepy he was being someone who needed better health care alright right, right. Ronald Reagan is a fault here he cruel <laughs> he got rid of all public public mental health facilities that's all fault. I'm saying guys is yeah. that- I forgot all about that guy. Yeah, I mean, like, the only thing he's there for is to, like, imply that Sarah has, like, some sort of weird otherworldly force that, like, attracts him, and also to introduce the idea that she's way not into snakes. Which she also mentions later, like, before, like, they invoke the spirit, and she's like, I halluc- like, before I tried to kill myself, I hallucinated snakes, and then I closed my eyes, and there'd be snakes, so I opened them, and they would still be there. Guys, and snakes, snakes ass creep, elbows yeah. of snakes. <laughs> Pretty much. And then later, they really get into her head by making everything be snakes. snakes. That is... I am tired of these, 
motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking movie. Is what Sarah I'm is just Indiana Jones. No, she's not. She's not <laughs> she's that cool. Not. She wishes she were. Nancy's closer to Indiana Jones, except that she's too comfortable with snakes. So you know that's whatever. true. She's like wh- she's like way way too into snakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did. That is. I do love the scene where they just like fill her house full of like so many snakes and bugs. That must have been a wild set to watch. Oh my manage. god! And honestly, so, it, honestly, I maybe am more like Sarah than than not when it comes to snakes. Because I'm like, that looks horrifying, so scary. And you would have to keep track. I mean, like, you know, if and I hope they did. Their their like their you know animal handling is um, humane. They have to keep track of every single last cockroach, every single last bug. Yes, like none of those things wild. can die. That's wild. Or it gets like marked up, right? And if it does yeah. die, they have to be able to produce the body and like explain. Like you can't, you can't. It, it's pretty strict. So it's it's a wild thing to see happen. Yeah. Um, I did also, like there's some pretty cool visual effects, like oh, not just yeah. the snakes, like but like when the photograph of her mom comes alive while she's like invoking the spirit, and when all the photos like turn into like a thunderstorm. That's so nineties. It's kind of perfect, you know. Yeah, agreed. Like it's like both X Files and Buffy and everything else all combined. You know, is there anything else we should say about Malon before we move on? Other than the fact that like, why is there a dude giving all the powers to women? I didn't really find anything. Like, it's not a real. Person it's not a real thing. person. It's not a real, it's not a real deity. deity. It's yeah. totally made up for this, which makes it even worse to me, honestly. Because yeah, you didn't have to do it this way. You didn't have to do it. Guy is real. Like there are like female forces or female identified forces. Or, or like, make it so that, like, Gaia is there, but, like, Gaia is slow and patient and wants them to, like, hone hone their skills and then there's a lesser deity yes that, that like would be that like such a good way to improve them. it yeah yeah like make it that where it's like you need to stick i mean maybe that would be a little bit too biblical but i mean honestly we're talking about like witchcraft so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all we, mixed we, up in there anyway witchcraft and we got snakes and like yeah plagues, adam you and know, eve like, are biting from the tree of knowledge just yeah. like an imagery like no yeah I don't no know. We, we've already we've already passed also like literally they're at a catholic school so like we have to deal with like you know the madonna motif the crucifix motif like you know it's already yeah. there it wouldn't it yeah. wouldn't be too biblical we're literally already in that territory like we've already yeah. crossed that bridge like i would vastly prefer that yeah. yeah me too me too yeah nancy walks on water guys <laughs> i mean yeah thanks for bringing that back i think nancy i think nancy is witch jesus <laughs> she is <laughs> No, she's the Antichrist, Mary. Oh. And Sarah is the real Christ. Wouldn't it be cool That's if basically Nancy was with Jesus? It would be great. It'd be so cool. <laughs> it'd be so cool. Um, it'd be pretty metal. <laughs> can we just, like, I feel like I, I'm about to ask a question, which I'm like, isn't that what we've been doing? Can we just, like, go super hard on Sarah? Is that what it's a time for that? Yeah. <laughs> that is literally what we've been doing. But, yeah, I think we can, I think we can. <laughs> I'm at the part of my notes where I'm allowed to go really hard. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I think we're basically at the end of our notes before uh, the like final thoughts. Is that where you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Way to go, Mary. We're just crushing it right now. Just you know, I'm pretty it. impressed with us. All right. So you pointed out that Sarah is the most typically like white femme, beautiful, naturally powerful. She's basically and white feminism rolled into a witchcraft. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really hilarious to be like, she is the most perfect, beautiful woman in this film, according to the patriarchy. I'm like, Nev Campbell's in this movie. Nev guys. Campbell's in this movie. She's rock <laughs> guys, hot. Um, guys, um, they had to cover Nev Campbell with total body burns <laughs> to make us believe that this is going to be the case. But they do. And it's actually, and it's well, and Nev Campbell can never play that kind of character. She, it's not her aesthetic. Yeah, no, like, for she sure. She always has edge. She's like way more edge than that. Yeah. Um, which is not to like I don't know who plays who plays Sarah again. Um, I, I do want to Toon- say I do want to say Robin Tooney does a beautiful job with it, and I think is a wonderful oh, actress. Yeah, no, this is not about Robin Tooney at all. This is not about her. This is about, this is about the this character is about creation. Sarah Bailey and Sarah Bailey. But yeah, she's just like this, like, she's like one of those irritating, like, wildly talented, inexplicably people who's just like naive and like an ingenue and eyes are wide and doesn't know what's going on. Oh my God, Mary, if this were the L word, she would be Jenny. And I don't know if you've ever watched the L word, but there is not both higher praise or higher insult than to call her Jenny. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but like the magic shop owner is like, oh, Sarah, you're so special. You're I mean, like, not Oh, you can go in the back room. No one else can, but you can. Yeah, and she, like, not to be a hater, but she's Harry Potter. <laughs> like, there's no reason at all that no one would like Sarah. <laughs> like, literally the character Harry Potter. She's pretty. This she's rich. Favorite she's white. Both have. Which, like, this is when Thomas started listening to Draco and the Malfoys when I was listening to, like, Harry and Bones or whatever that is. Yeah. It was. <laughs> My Harry dad's Potter. rich and your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter is not, like, what. Is not what like a hero we should turn to. He's like a sure, rich. Sure, sure. I, he's like a rich jock who's not good at school, and yet everyone's <laughs> like a thousand points for Harry Potter. I mean Gryffindor. Like, come on. I, I I'm just gonna real quickly slide in here, and I don't know if I should stay, but I'm just guys. I I I I went through the bench mode reread of Harry Potter and. I think I understand that, like, if you think that you're going to die constantly, why you would stop caring about school. Like, it's not what my reaction would be, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a Potter apologist. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, don't. You can like the series and not like Harry Potter. Well, no, There's I, so I many great options. I like the series. I'm just saying. Well, I, as an adult, I'm like, I hate Harry Potter a lot less. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> I just, I mean, I should revisit, I in me. <laughs> oh, why, why do you need to like Harry Potter when Neville Longbottom is an option? I agree. Listen, my t-shirt said Neville Longbottom is my boyfriend. Okay. Yep. Which, yep. honestly, as a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny in hindsight. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's just so funny. Anyway. But yeah, no, definitely the worst part about Sarah, and Harry Potter does not do this, uh, but the worst part about Sarah is that she's like always nagging Bonnie and Rochelle yeah. and Nancy about like their how, how they use their powers. Even yeah, though and you're she's like, the only one who roofied someone. Yeah, and I'm like, Sarah, look at yourself. Take the mirror motif that is so heavy throughout this movie and look at yourself, Sarah. Start with the the woman in the mirror. mirror, Sarah. Sarah. Start with the witch in the mirror, Sarah. 
But I would 100% love to see another movie about Bonnie, Rochelle, and Nancy. Oh, but unfortunately, Nancy's, unfortunately, Nancy's like, Nancy rotting away. Is, yeah, like, in is, is, it, is, it a, is it a witchy sequel of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Like, oh my God. Klein her face off saying that she's flying, and it's the saddest fucking shit. And Sarah doesn't even feel bad about it. I, I, get, I, get, no. I get that Nancy tried to kill her. Well, I mean. No. Sarah does not have to whatever. feel bad about Nancy. Fine. Yeah. She tried to kill her, but I mean, you know. Doesn't Sarah know she's just the worst? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the way she treats Rochelle and Bonnie, when uh, they come Bonnie at the end is not acceptable. She almost kills them with a tree I, branch. I think that, that was a that was a shot at like at like the feet two feet to the left. A you know what I mean? Draw. Yeah. And I get like doing that because like they came over to like apologize for almost killing her and then we're like she bet she doesn't even have any powers. Like it was a hilarious move to be like, oh. We're sorry, do you ever want to chant? Okay. Bet she doesn't even have any powers and then like lightning strikes. So I didn't I didn't mind that so much. It was just I what I minded <laughs> was the script's treatment of Bonnie and Rochelle who I'd grown to love at the very beginning and then they ruined like they ruined my girl Nancy who ruining my girl like literally was so kind initially to Sarah even though she's like weird or whatever I don't care if she's weird that's fine like you know whatever and it's really the script like we should have way more like Sarah almost committed suicide Sarah lost her mother at an early age Sarah has like serious trauma and we don't even talk about it it's just like they don't it's just it's not yeah they don't trust Ski Ulrich, I really want him to like me and not just talk shit about me. Like, I get it. He's, I mean, I don't know. Ski Ulrich, I think, has grown into a handsome man as an adult on Riverdale. Just, as a teenager, as a teenager weird looking weird kid. Weird looking. Like, those under eye bat and just very confusing. He's kind of always looked elderly. Yeah, so now he's grown now that he into is it. an older so it gentleman. Looks like it, it works. I don't know how I just plugged yeah, Riverdale on our podcast. <laughs> 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 um, I will say the craft has some Riverdale energy where you start out and you're like, okay, this is pretty fun. Oh, oh no! no! Oh, no! What's happening? Oh, no! <laughs> Betty, please don't do a strip tease in a bar that contains your mother! Very oh, no! Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's oh too much. <laughs> but I, I do think you know maybe maybe you and I as um as people who are older now yes. um really just don't understand like maybe to younger eyes although I kind of remember seeing this as a kid and I was like why is this so ser- why is this so serious um I honestly think maybe the first time I watched this was with you and your brother down in your parents yeah basement. Uh, yeah. Probably. We were definitely young. Like, still. Yeah. Maybe high school, though. Still in high school. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. I mean, so maybe maybe you need the high stakes for it to appeal to a younger crowd. Like, maybe if it is for too sure. much fun, it doesn't seem, it doesn't, like, kind of get at the angst of being a teenager. I don't know. Well, yeah. And maybe that would be an interesting read for us to take if we had, like, chosen to, like, look at it in terms of, like, high school movie and its construction, which we did kind of, like, highlight, like, the the high schoolness of sleepovers or whatever, but 
That isn't the read that we were doing. Nope. Hey, guys, go out and make your own fucking podcast, and I'll listen to that, and I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I <laughs> thought we were going to be like, I bet guys, delightful. <laughs> guys, go out and make a make a, the craft to the funning, and I will watch it. Oh, my God. Actually, though, go out and make the craft to the funning, and I will 100% watch it. Bonus points if you get Channing Tatum and or Roxanne Game Ball. Just yes. saying. Ideally Mic both. Drop. Ideally Wish. both. Wish list for both. <laughs> also, if neither of them are involved, I would still watch it. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. but, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> Is this movie important? Is it feminist? Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, the first half, I think, is definitely great. Uh-huh. Um, the things I like about it in this order. I like the first half of it a lot. <laughs> I like the style of it, and I like the 90s of it all a lot. I agree um, with all, all that, yeah. I have reservations about how the story is told and where it ends up, but like, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have your your coven over and you're gonna make some some popped corn and and hang out, this is a good movie to have on. Yeah, like, this is a, a good movie. this is a lot of fun. It's a fun movie to put on with your yeah. popcorn, with your witchy faves, and yeah. uh, afterwards to all make a pact that you would never treat each other like this. It's, it's right. a great way to springboard into conversation <laughs> about a- how. We like to be supportive and loving of each other, and challenging each other's ideas is also okay. That's healthy. Yeah, treat the craft like the prime of Miss Jean Brody for witches. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> there's so much filmically that's interesting. Uh, there's thematic stuff that's interesting. And there are ways to watch this, just like there are ways to read Harry Potter, not Harry, hate Harry Potter, and watch this and not hate Impossible. Sarah. <laughs> possible <laughs> on both counts <laughs> yes <laughs> yes all right well Mary's objectively wrong about harry potter because the more i think about the more i'm like if you think about the fact that sarah has cast a love spell and that's basically roofing someone is there a way to watch if you accept that premise can you watch this in like sarah and the answer yeah. is i i mean no. i don't know guys i yeah you you just you just don't think too hard about it like you do with most movies you have to watch as a woman uh in the world and yeah, it's fun. It's fine. It's fun. It's fine. So I feel like we came down a little bit hard on the craft, but honestly, it deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think everything we said was valid. I still love the craft. Guys, if you still love the craft, you know, bless you. Enjoy your best life and enjoy the fact that. We honestly just deserve more movies about teen girls being witches. Yeah, you know? and they don't need to include Sarah. Um, nope. They sure don't. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, it's like I don't come from one of these families, and nor do I necessarily want to be in one of these families, but you know one of those families that are just like super duper mean to each other, and they're like, it's how we love. That's how I feel about the craft. I'm like, I, I complain about it because I love it. That's that's my relationship <laughs> with the craft. I think that's my relationship with all of my friends that aren't like you and Megan and Katie. I'm oh. just kidding, guys. If oh. I didn't name check you, that's I didn't actually mean it. But I think I think I manifest a lot of relationships where it's like teasing is love, and I'm like, mm-hmm, oh, yep, I, te- I tease, but I would never. I'm not like no, you're the of course, worst. Yeah. Ew. Um, no, or of like, course, of course, or, you're right. It is very different. Or with laser pre- precision, go down and like reveal all the flaws of another human being, which is 100% what we did with the craft. 
Um, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And we cackle. Also, the whole also time. that is literally the the succession family. So you know, full loop here, guys. <laughs> also, uh, that is not what crocodiles are about because crocodiles are super good to their families. The mamas carry oh, the babies good. around in their mouths to protect them and teach them how to. How do they not eat them? I don't know. <laughs> they don't though. Like you can see, like mama crocodiles yeah. swimming around. And they have all the like these like baby well, crocodiles. Well, birds do it too. So like, I mean, it must just must just be like. If your mouth is bigger than ours and you have like a front, like imagine if like our front lip, like, you know, lower teeth, chin area was a lot bigger. Like imagine a lot of broccoli in there. Imagine if your babies too. Yeah. Imagine (laughs) if your mouth was like the size of a charcuterie board. You could probably carry around all kinds of junk in there. (laughs) You'd never need a purse again. Oh, (laughs) that would be what 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 a time to be alive. What a dream. What a time to be alive. What are we doing next time, Kate? Uh, next time, <clears throat> join us while we talk about teeth. Uh, the lovely story about um, the vagina dentata. And I think you can rent this on Amazon or purchase it or anywhere else you can rent movies. Uh, but trust me, I was a little bit nervous about revisiting this because I remembered loving it and not everyone loving it, but no, I, I still love it. Guys. I was 100% on board the entire time. 10 out of 10. <laughs> would teeth again. Love Mary this movie. never second guesses herself because she's an angel. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm just like not. I'm like, <laughs> let's just do it. Let's watch teeth. Um, and, then I, and then I was so excited we're doing it. So, yeah, we're doing teeth. teeth. Check it out. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um... Thank you, kind listeners, for uh, listening to us chat about all kinds of things on Space Bras. Um, if you haven't already, please open up your pod catcher and subscribe rate and write us a little review. Uh, we would love that. If you have any croc facts that you want to save for our spinoff podcast, that would be super, super cool. Share them with us in the in the comments. Um, be sure to also visit our website Uh, look for upcoming show notes very very soon we've been talking about them for a while and they're finally going to be coming out Um, and and also you can find other excellent podcasts on the Outrageous Mechanisms Network and now let us raise our glasses and remember that in these troubled times even though everyone else might suck we are awesome and the galaxy is ours cheers Just...